Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Daniel chapter six and verse one, Darius Samid decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. He appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Verse three, Daniel soon proved himself to be more capable than the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Now let me stop and say, so Daniel is so capable and God is so with him that he's going to get a massive nationwide promotion. Okay, so that's what's about to happen. Verse 4, here comes the intrigue, backstabbing, politics. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way that Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, wow, always responsible, completely trustworthy. So they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds of accusing Daniel will be concerning uh, pardon me, will be in connection with the rules of his religion. That's not true either. But they are going to find fault with the rules of the religion they made up. So the administrators and the high officers went to the king, said, long live, long live King Darius. We're all in agreement. We administrators, they're lying right here because Daniel's not there. He sure ain't in agreement, so they're lying right here. We administrators, officials, and high officers, advisors, and governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. So they appeal to his pride. And to understand Old Testament Nations, many of these leaders would be considered gods. And now, verse 8, your majesty, issue and sign this law so that it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and the Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But Daniel learned that the law had been signed. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and disobeyed the stinking law right away. Oh, no, that's my version, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Got up, started preaching already. He learned that the law had been signed. He went home, knelt down as is usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem, which ties into the dedication of the temple and the prayer of Solomon that said, whenever your people face this way, and they just believed that when they face Jerusalem and they pray, that their prayers would go into the incense and go up, and so they would face towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as, it, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God, verse 11. Then the officials 
went together to Daniel's house, the FBI. The, the FBI comes and found him praying and asking for God's help. And I'm not saying Trump's Daniel, so don't take it that far. I'm just saying, you know, here come the, here come the cops, the corrupt the corrupt administrators. And I'm not saying police are corrupt either, and I'm not into defunding the police. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Listen, if you think I'm saying something that's not biblical, I'm not. Amen. I'm just saying they, they invaded his house because they don't want him getting elevated. Right. What a text. This is good. <laughs> so they went to Daniel's house and found him praying. It's interesting that they showed up exactly at the time of prayer, of course, because they knew when that was, and anyone could catch him on his knees. He's there asking for God's help, verse 12. So they went straight to the king, I bet, and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law for the next 30 days and any person prays to anyone divine or human except you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Verse 13. They told the king, that man, Daniel, one of the captives of Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Now, Jews would pray twice a day, so really what happened is Daniel added an extra prayer time. Come on, somebody say extra. extra. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way that he could save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament, verse 15. And in the evening, the men went together to the king and say, Your majesty, you know that according to your law, the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at, the la so at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the lion's den, into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. He's even got the king praying. So excellent, so anointed. He's got even the king becoming a believer and in fact becomes one. Verse 17, the stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den and the king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. No person, that is. Then the king rescued, returned, pardon me, to his palace and spent the night fasting. Wow, now he fasts and prays. He refused his usual entertainment and could not sleep all night. Now he's in an all-night prayer meeting. Very early the next morning, he got up, hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel answered, long live the king. What a moment that is. Long live the king. Not only was the king fasting, but the lions were fasting also. <laughs> Verse 22, my God sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight. I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted out of the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he trusted in his God. Let's all say that. Not a scratch was found in him, for he trusted in his God. And the king gave orders to arrest the men who maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown in the lion's den 
along with their wives and children, oh my. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. I mean, that's, that's a picture of violence. They didn't even touch the ground, the den. They were devoured. And King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people and performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heaven and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Verse 28, so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius, the reign of Cyrus, the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. My God, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the amazing worship and the freedom that's found here tonight by the power of your spirit. I pray that you would give us living understanding. Come on, won't you, won't you just lift your voice? Come on, stand up, won't you, and just lift your voice and pray for an anointing, pray for an unction, pray for fresh ability for me to preach and for you to hear, for all of us to have ears to hear. I pray and ask, oh God, that you would come with increasing power, Lord, that you would let your word run swiftly, breaking in with truth and light tonight. I pray that every distraction, every cell phone, every everything that might pull people's attention away from that which is most important over these next 30 minutes. I pray that all distraction would be removed and that you would touch every single heart that when we leave this place will be changed. Release impartation from heaven, I pray. Release your power upon us. Bring revolution through revelation, I pray. Bring a revelation in your word that brings a revolution in our homes, our marriages, to the single people, to the young people, that expands from there and goes out to the rest of the community, the rest of the state, the rest of the nation, and the nations of the world for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Come on, give a shout to God one more time. You may be seated. I've recently spoken about uh, putting away uh, reels. And uh, the Lord spoke to me, and I won't go into all that. I shared it in previous services, but I, I've, I've put away my Instagram mostly. And then it's interesting, as I was spacing out, I found a whole, I guess reels are on Facebook too, my God. They're everywhere. And so these little mini videos, and I don't watch defiling things, but it was robbing for me. And occasionally there would be something that I would have to swipe quickly past. And some of you, if you were honest, would say, yeah, that happens to me too. Uh, you can really know what someone's looking at. Actually, if you go to their Instagram and you do the search, you press the, you press the search, you know, the magnifying glass, and it brings up all these different things that you could then go and look at. And if you see a whole bunch of stuff that shouldn't be on there, I don't care what Home Slice says. He, yeah, that's right. That's where he's been going or she's been going. And so, uh, you know, if you were to look at mine, which is now deleted, you'd see things like preaching. You'd see things like, you know, high-powered automobiles and, uh, uh, and, and, and weightlifting things. You'd see, you know, you'd see some archaeology. And, you know, I've got an eclectic gathering. And I, I honestly miss those things that, was, that I was learning from. But it was robbing from my time and, and pulling me away from that which is most important. It had become a habit for me that was not, not real good. 
And it wasn't bad necessarily, except that every so often there would be some thing that would be slipped up in there that would not be good. And I'd be like, oh, and I'd swipe by and, you know, you know, you live in the world, defilement's going to come. But when the Lord spoke to me, and when I was in Eagle River, in fact, a powerful time there, the Lord spoke to me and said, you know you're going to get defiled eventually on there, don't you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, so you still go there. I thought, oh, Lord. Come on, how many of you know you're going to go somewhere and you're going to get defiled and you still go there? So the, the, the benefits of where you're going, I mean, it could be anything. Do those outweigh the defilement that could potentially come? I could remove that, de that defiled thing from my eyes. It's right here. It's right here. The October challenge for our King's kids. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. And the little end was Psalm 101 verse three. And so I just felt like the Lord said, stop it. And so I did. And I found an increase in time. I found an increase in the presence of God. I found an increase in unction and the spirit of God in my life. Now, you don't have to make my conviction yours. You'd be led by the Holy Spirit. Anyone tries to ram things down your throat, you know, and have with a pharisaical, listen, you'd be led by the Spirit of God. And so the Spirit of God led me to break that habit, and I have, I have broken it. And it's interesting. It's interesting what I found. I found that I'd be in times of uh, go through some pressure and stress and just have breakthrough every five minutes. I'd have five minutes and I'd be like, oh, thank you, Lord. I got five minutes before another meeting. I'd be like, hallelujah. And I'd pray instead of picking up my phone. Sure is quiet in here. There are habits that can destroy you, patterns in your life that can destroy you, diminish or undermine you, or motivate you and move you forward to release favor, power. Come on, if, you, if you're lazy, you're going to have a problem. But if you're diligent, come on, if you diligently seek the Lord, he'll reward you. He's a rewarder, says Hebrews, of the book of Hebrews. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you're lazy in seeking him, do you get rewarded? Well, not as much, I think. As, I mean, he's, he's gracious. But if you're diligent about your work, you're diligent about seeking God, you're diligent about praying, then something else happens. Now, Daniel, Daniel, he's described as... He's described as being someone who was highly esteemed. He was, had greater honor than all the others. Because Daniel's great ability, right there, verse 3, because of Daniel's great ability, the king had plans to place him over the entire empire. And apparently these sad, manipulative, power-hungry people were going to try to undermine him, and they did their best. But you can't stop what God started. Come on, say that. You can't stop what God started. He did something that the others didn't, and it released God's power. He had, he had what we call an excellent spirit. A spirit of excellence was upon him. I was talking to Dr. Michael Gannon, who's... I have many near and dear friends, and I count him certainly one of them. My bestie, I just love Dr. Gannon. We've been walking and seeking God together for 30 years. And he's here working on my home. Who does that? Who, who leaves their lucrative, flourishing practice, flies from Tennessee to Alaska to put in someone's kitchen like that? That's what he's doing for me right now. He, he said, can I please, Pastor, can I have a pass from church? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we got to finish 
So he's there with another brother, and I, I, I'm just so blessed. Come on, we all need friends like that. Daniel had so elevated himself, but you never want to miss why he was elevated. He was elevated because God had anointed him. God had put excellence on him. How many of you wouldn't mind going to the next level of excellence and favor and blessing? How many wouldn't mind God elevating you for his purposes? He was diligent. You got to be diligent. Dr. Michael got here and then the next day, after he flies all day from Tennessee, the next day, he's just up. Let's go. He's ripping my cabinets out. I'm like, my God, I just wanted the rest. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He's like, yes. Thank God for people that are diligent and hardworking. The lion's den is a familiar story, and you might have first seen it in flannel graphs when you were a, a wee little one. It's, uh, as you read it, and I, I, I've read it many, many times before, I'm He's my namesake. I, is that right? I'm his namesake? I, I was named after him, Daniel. And somebody said, what's your name mean? God is my judge. That's a nice reminder all the time. <laughs> what's your name mean? God's my judge. Like, Ooh. It's a familiar story. It's probably the first story I ever heard before I was born again. I heard about Daniel in the lion's den and how he was in this den. And God shut the mouths of the lion's. So it's a familiar story, but a closer look at this reveals all this political intrigue, racism, religious intolerance. And it also shows how... Let me pray for myself. Father, I pray you help me be gracious in Jesus' name. It also shows how bad laws cause great problems. And we need to... I was going to say a bunch of other stuff, but I... The man who's in control of his tongue, we're studying the book of James, is in control of his entire being. So I, I just curbed that because some of these laws really bother me a lot. And, uh, and I, I'm not the kind to just ride off quietly and hope it all works out. I'm a fighter. Anybody else a fighter? That's who we are. That's who we are in Alaska. That's, that's who we are at Kings. And you've proven that over and over and over again. To be in a building project, I'm just going to tell you, you don't know it because you've just been in it pushing and going for it. To be in a building project for seven years in a normal, normal, normal place, that's, that's death. Nobody does a building project for seven years. Except that we do. And we're done. We're, 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 we're done. We're like, you know, there's going to be some fine tuning, but we're going to be moving in. In just a few weeks, with a grand opening in December, we'll move in before that, by the grace of God. We're done. We're not going a whole nother year. We're getting in. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. It's required grit. And Daniel had grit. He had resolve. He's probably in his 80s. He had been elevated of one of three administrators, if you look at the text. And he's about to be promoted to the top administrator nationwide of the strongest nation in the world. So that's a pretty heavy promotion that he's up for. And those who, who know Daniel there, they, they want to kill him. They want to eliminate him. So they devise a plan. It's just like Satan devises a plan to try to trip you up, try to trip us up, try to hold back what God wants to do. There's those that want to kill him. And so they devise a plan to catch him breaking this law that they devised. I mean, they invented this law and they talked the king into it. 
who yielded to his pride and his arrogance. He thought, oh, that's a great idea. He wasn't thinking real clearly. And he wasn't invited to the gathering. They said all the officers and all the men, now all but Daniel, because you know he'd be like, excuse me, oh great king. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, pride and arrogance, short-sightedness. There is many, many laws that are evil that have been voted in and ratified. And uh, I'm just believing that not only is God going to overthrow, he has overthrown Roe versus Wade. I pray that that spreads like a fire through all of our, you know, Alaska's not doing so good with that. We need that, we need that amended. That's big on my heart for this next election and the upcoming elections, midterm elections. It's, it's a thing. It has one of the worst abortion laws in all of America. And some of you aren't even aware of it. That's our state. And may our governor and all those that get elected do something about it. And I'm absolutely voting along those lines. How come? Because I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian before I'm a Republican or before I'm a Democrat or before I'm a Christian. First and foremost, I vote according to God's word and the convictions I have on it. And this law was made for Daniel that caused all kinds of problems and it was set to, to put him out. He continued to pray. Look at verse 10 with me. Verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and disobeyed immediately. Listen, there's some laws. Listen, if they tell me I can't preach, newsflash. You're not in charge. You ain't the, you ain't the, the charge of me. You, 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 you ain't over me. Not like that. You start breaking biblical laws, then I'm going to have to biblically disobey you. Now, we're submitted to those in authority. Amen. And if you don't learn to submit to structural authority, you will never walk in spiritual authority. And God has structural authority. Your family, that's structural authority there. Mother, father, or single mom, single dad, there's authority there. You need to obey your parents and the Lord, Ephesians, on and on and on. Employer, that's another level or sphere of authority. There's government, that's a sphere of authority, and I'm going to obey our government until they tell us to close our church and stop reading the Bible and tell us to take a mark. I'm not doing that, so that's when I'll be disobeying. Now, I love Tiff Shuttlesworth. This rapture be before the mark comes. And you all understand, they said in the book of Acts, far be it for obey, to obey you, far be it for us to obey you rather than God, for we can't help ourselves. It's against my religion not to read the Bible out loud, preach, pray, prophesy, witness. It's against my, that's it's part of my religion. And so we, we stand on these things. And he had a law that was, stopped him from praying. Now, why didn't he just stop? Wouldn't it have just been easier if he just took a break for 30 days? I mean, it's only 30 days, right? It's only 30 days. Flatten the curve. It's only 30 days. You know the effects of that have affected my, my kitchen Oh, you know, it's COVID, just carrying your shipping, you know. My God. And I, I had COVID three times. I understand it's real. To quote my friend, Ronnie Hare Brown, it's a flu! <laughs> Pastor Karen's praying in emergency tongues at home right now. 
Why didn't he just stop for 30 days? The same reason we didn't and won't and never will. It's the same reason we have convictions. We have the word of God. We cannot stop. We can't stop doing what God has called us to do. Why are you preaching this? I don't know what's ahead. I just know that the Lord is for us and the strength and the power and the anointing all comes, all comes from a relationship with Jesus that's expressed in prayer. Prayer is key. Daniel knew, Daniel knew that his identity was rooted in God. He knew that prayer was key to his success. He knew that prayer was key to him being an overcomer. He had a habit, not of reels. No, he had a prayer habit. He had a habit of seeking God twice a day, and he added a third one. He had a covenant with God. I think, I think um, Pastor Gill said that, Pastor Barnabas. Cornish game hands. He, he, had a, he had a covenant with God. I have a covenant with God. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop going to church. You go to church because you're a pastor. No, no. I was in every service long before I became a pastor. I'm, I'm into seeking God, seeking first the kingdom. I have a resolve. Do you? We need to have that. If you want to be used by God in supernatural ways, you must have a connection with God through prayer. It's important. And don't let anything stop you from that. I, th I thought I was starting to hallucinate. I was so tired yesterday that I started almost seeing things. And there comes times like that. And I thought, Jesus, help me. I'm going to be in prayer on Wednesday morning. I just felt like the Lord said, no, you sleep. And so I did. I'll be here tomorrow morning, but I needed rest. Popped up at 8 o'clock, right as prayer was completed. I woke up ready to pray. And I just felt like, no. Rest a little longer, and I did. You know, you got to be spirit-led. You, you can run yourself right out. You know that. You can wring yourself out like a washcloth that gets sick, and it's not the devil. It's you. you. You miss balance. You're out of balance in your life. You're jacked up. And there's times of great pressing, which we certainly are in. And I felt like the Lord said, rest. And so I did. And uh, I'll be here tomorrow morning. But I have a habit of morning prayer. In fact, Thursday morning has been so powerful here. All the times of prayer are powerful, but for whatever reason, Thursday just seems to be more attended than any other time. And so I'd invite you to come to be a part of that. Daniel knew his identity, his strength, his success, his excellent spirit depended. His diligence, his health, his favor depended on God. And he expressed that dependence in prayer. He was in covenant with God. And he prayed, uh, his, his praying revealed his highest allegiance. Let me say this, it's semi-offensive, but the word of God offends. There's really two focuses for us. You either have a Jerusalem focus or a Babylon focus. You know, you're pulling the text. Daniel would open the window towards Jerusalem and he would pray. We all need to be heaven-minded we all need to have a, a, an eternity focus. And there's many things, reels. Reels were like a, an assignment from Babylon. Can I say it that way for me? And there's other things that come. And you have to, you have to make your focus and your highest priority. Your highest priority you must make the Lord. Well, I've got other things to do. Well, if you'll learn to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he will add all things. Every Christian must have a focus on heaven, a desire for God. It's got to be revealed in this generation. 
Babylon's a picture of corruption. The result of Daniel's continued, like he could have quit. He could have stopped for 30 days. I mean, who's going to, it's only 30 days. And after 30 days, the law will be done. Then he can start praying again. No, he didn't do that. No, he upped it. Come on, somebody say level up. The corrupt governors didn't know the history of God's people. If you'll seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and you make a pattern and a habit of seeking God diligently, he will come through for you. He will come through for your kids. He will come through for your marriage. He'll come through for you, you single mom, you single people, single dads perhaps. They thought he was just some religious dude. You know, religion and tradition are a stench. The two twin sisters from hell. They're a stench in the nostrils of God. We're not supposed to be religious people. It's relationship. Can you say that? It's relationship. So, I mean, how would that be if, if I didn't take my wife? I think I'm overdue. I'm starting to feel conviction even as I'm saying it. If I didn't take my wife on a date. It's not the dating season right now for us. We're grinding all the way. I'm again on a plane and go to Israel. We'll date for three weeks when we're in Israel. And we planned on going Israel a couple years ago and had no idea it would come right down to the crux of our moving in time. But I'm like the Lord said, you go. And it's interesting, I would say, there's a prophetic uh, touch about this, that when we started the project, I went to Israel. Now we're finishing seven years ago and I'm going back to Israel. I think that that's like a sign and a wonder. It is just something about it. And, uh, you know, we used to do these prayer requests how many of you remember that? We had a piece of paper, wrote prayer requests out, and I went with like a thousand of those things, and I jammed them in the wall uh, at Jerusalem at the prayer wall. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring back, this is administrators, would you tune up and take notes? Uh, I want to bring back the prayer requests, and, and so we can write them, and you can give them to me. I'll take them, I'll take them there and jam them in the wall again. Amen. We've gone to, how many of you know you can't stick your phone in there, electronic ones? <laughs> Verse 20 and uh, 21, look with me, please. Daniel answered, long live the king. Uh, pardon me. Daniel's serving the most, the most, the living God, pardon me, again. Was your God whom you serve faithfully able to rescue you? That, the, the result of him seeking God and praying was God's intervention. How many of you need God's intervention in your life? The hindrances are removed. What hindrances? The, the politics, the, poli the backstabbing racist politics was taken care of. All those guys got thrown in the lion's den and instantly the lions are no longer fasting. And all of his problems are wiped out. Now Daniel's about 80 years old. He understood he'd been through many seasons in life. He understood that prayer, if you could get this, some of you younger people don't get it. If you, if you will make prayer a priority while your concrete's still wet, you all know what I mean by that? That means it's not set yet. You're, you're still learning. So proud of you guys. Proud of you. Make prayer a priority. Make it a number one thing. I, the last time I went to Israel, I can't tell you how tired we were. I don't know where we were. We're in Turkey or I, I think we're, I don't know where we were. We're in some airport. And I mean, everybody's wiped out, like drooling on themselves. Do you know what I'm talking about? International flights and it's delayed and whatever, and you're waiting, and it's like three in the morning, your time. You know, you can get so tired that it doesn't matter. You don't need a pillow. You don't need anything. Your, your head just falls off, and, and you're going to sleep for whatever period of time. So it was like that. And I'm like, oh, God. And I look over, and Dr. Morocco's like, oh, shut up, 
I said, Dr. Morocco, everybody's out. I said, what are you doing? He says, it's time for morning prayer. I said, oh my God, pastor. He says, I need to pray for my children. I'm like, me too. Father, thank you so much. I wanted to go, I wanted the crick neck fall on the floor. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He knows, and I, I, I just watched it, and I thought, man, our flesh is so strong. Some of you, it rains or it snows, you don't come. Some of you, some of you are so addicted to your pillow, and you'll have incredible breakthroughs if you could just get over yourself. You know, one of the things I found, I've done some extended fasting. Uh, by an act of God, by miracle of God, he helped me, he motivated me supremely where I thought, honestly, that I was gonna suffer great loss was the word I got. If you don't do it, you'll suffer great loss. And so that to me, I mean, I knew he spoke. And what is great loss to you? Wife, children, that's great loss. It wasn't that, it was actually this church. And that would have been a great loss too. But the highest great loss is, oh, my wife and my children. If, I, if you ever get a word like that from God, I mean, no problem. What, what, you want me to stop breathing? I'll, I'll fast air. You can't do that too long. You can do an absolute fast. You can't do that too long either. So I did a 40-day fast, and during that period of time, I came to the end of that time. And what happens, 21 days, you only got 19 more to go. What happens at the end of 40 days, if you've done a 40-day like water fast, and you're really, you really get to like day 30 in the 30s, it's no longer, oh, I'm hungry. The starvation actually starts kicking in, and there's a self-preservation. I'm, I, I, has anybody smelled burgers through, you know, brick walls? <laughs> now, I remember on the, on, on the last day of my fast that somehow I was able to make it through. The Lord spoke to me and said, everything that's about to happen will be because of prayer. Don't ever forget. I have at times forgotten that, but I'm certainly reminded today. And, and everything that's about to happen happens as a result of, of prayer. And I thought, my gosh. And I could feel the separation between my flesh and my spirit. And my spirit man got bigger, much bigger than my flesh. Listen, your flesh is a whole lot stronger than you think it is. You got to watch that thing. It's like the bride of Frankenstein. It's not the bride of Christ. It's the bride of Babylon. And during that time of prayer and fasting for our church, hindrances were removed. And it really started a wave that we're still on all these years later. And we haven't stopped praying and we never will. It is the key to taking a region, to taking a territory. I was on my ETS program not long ago. I do a program at 1230 Alaska time uh, goes for 10, 15, most, most it goes a half an hour. And I was talking about some pastor friends of mine who were saying, well, I, yeah, I'm going to start a prayer meeting. We're doing that on, uh, on Friday nights, and we're going to pray corporately on Friday nights. I'm just telling you, you know, I hope I offend you. Actually, I hope you change. There's no way to break through this Babylon culture on a one night a week prayer meeting. I don't care 
It could be all night and I'm all into that. I think that's powerful. But if you don't have a constant daily contending and praying, not only for you, your babies, your husband, your wife, not only for you, but for, for what God's called you to do, you will not make it. Not in this day and hour. No, 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 you won't. You need to, you need to set aside, push away from the reels, push away from all of that stuff and you really go after God. And I'm gonna tell you, no man has reached up to receive all that he has to offer. Oh, but I want to try. Does anybody else want to just press in and go for it? I know your flesh doesn't. You say, is this a prayer word? Yeah. Sure is quiet in here. Hindrance is a room. He prospered. He prospered. You'll see right in the text. Verse 26, he becomes, he becomes an international witness because he stood. The king becomes an international witness. I know that God wants to use us to touch the nations from Wasilla, from, from Eagle River, from Alaska. He wants to use us to touch the nations. I know that. It will not happen based on lights, as cool as they are. It won't happen based on flash or show. It won't happen that way. It will happen by the power of the Holy Spirit manifesting through you, manifesting through me, manifesting through a company of, of believers, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the, 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 the nios of God, where God can come and fill a place, touch you, set you on fire, where you care enough to visit your neighbor, care enough at your job to be diligent, to tell the truth, and quit stealing pens and making personal phone calls when you shouldn't be. And you live a life of integrity because you stand before the court of one, the Holy One. You stand before his court to give an account. And you'll find that a supernatural favor will be poured out on heaven to, to flow through you, to flow through me. That is what's happening here. But there are many are not on board. Many of you are playing church. Many of you don't see it that way. There's a river and you come here and you get, you get swept into it and I'm so glad. That river is probably ankle deep keys, please. The river's probably ankle deep and God wants it to go wider and broader and bigger. God wants to do that through you, through your business, through your family. He wants your kids to serve God. Well, they don't want to come to church. Since when do they have a choice? You make them go to school. You make them eat their vegetables, I hope, so they don't smoke pot. That's another story. You put structures in place. Prayer is not an option, but it is for some of you. And listen, you gotta be, you gotta have a, a, a prayer life that's beyond now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to your Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, that's not getting anything done. Except terrifying your kids. If I die. We had a prayer meeting last Friday of my staff up in the prayer room at the new building. It was the first corporate prayer meeting of that type in that prayer room. And I don't, we were there for over an hour. I'm not sure exactly how long the time, but we, we, we needed prayer. Now I can't tell you all the results of that yet, but it's profound. It's so, it's, 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 
It's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. They're literally like every obstacle was crushed in like the most profound way. But I didn't just fall off a turnip truck. I wasn't born yesterday, so I'm not letting my guard down. And don't you let your guard down either. The enemy is terrified that we'll get in there. You know why? Because we will reach thousands and thousands of people and we will be an international witness and it's all about the glory of God. There's no man that built this thing and it's just a building. Yes, I understand that it's a tool. It's the most beautiful building I've ever seen. It's the most beautiful church I've ever seen. It's excellent all the way across the board and it's going to be paid for. Come on, somebody say God's going to pay it off. Do not let your guard down. I have learned long ago, there is a thing called zik, z- a ziklag before Zion. You know what that is? It's a, a principle found in the life of David where he comes, he's, he's about to be coronated. You know what that means? He's about to be king. It's three days before he's coronated king over Judah. Three days days. And his family is taken. Everything's, his, all, his apostolic training center is burned to the ground. And David, you know, he's a man after God's own heart, but you know, he was, he was not doing 100% for God. When I studied this, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm so encouraged. He wasn't, he wasn't obeying the prophetic word. Gad told him to stay in Israel. He didn't. He went to the Philistines. He Constantly did things that were outside the will of God, but something happened when he came to Ziklag. He turned to the Lord. I think he, I think he repented. The men spoke of stoning and killing him. And he turned and it says he encouraged himself in the Lord. But he lost everything. He didn't know where they'd gone. He didn't know where they were. It's three days before he's, before he's coronated, before he's made king. The prophetic word from when he was 17 years old is about to come to pass and he loses everything. Listen, some of you feel like that right now. Let it encourage you. What am I going to do? Get a backbone. Stand up and pray the word of the Lord. And don't shrink back. Don't let cancer stuff you in a hole. Don't let anything shut you down. Don't be discouraged. Money cometh. Come on, use the King James. Devil hates King James. Money cometh. Say it. Money I'm a tither, I'm a giver. He opens up the windows of heaven and pours out such a blessing. I not have room enough to receive it. He's a God of more than enough. He comes through. Oh, when it was tax time, he told Peter to go a fishing and it pulled coins out of the fish's mouth and paid his taxes and Peter's taxes. God can heal the sick and set the captives free. There's nothing that can stop him, not even death. Even death can't stop him. He can do it. He can do it. If he said he can do it, he can. He's just looking for somebody to agree. And yes, it requires fasting at times. Yes, it requires praying, even diligently, daily. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Woo! So David encouraged himself in the Lord. Some of you don't know how to do that. Gotta get a song in your heart. Gotta learn to lift your hands. Gotta change your thinking.
to focus on the king and focus on his word and stand on it and decree it. Tell yourself to shut up. Some of you just allow the overvoice of your mind to run your, that's it, I get to that. I'm gonna go eat 15 eggclairs and it's all gonna work out. No, it's not. You're gonna get fatter and you're not gonna have a breakthrough. An eggclair is not gonna help you. Some of you don't even know what an eggclair is. A donut. You can eat 15 Cornish game hens and you'll just be overfilled with an acid reflux. That's the, listen, you don't, <laughs> take it easy, Noel, I'm going over here. <laughs> Learn to fight. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty to God of the pulling down of strongholds. Some of you allowed strongholds to stay in, in your life and you refuse to pull them down. You, you, you wink at them and you blow them little kisses in the dark, but you don't tear them down. You, if you're going to fulfill what God called you to do, you need to tear down every stronghold. So when God speaks to you like, you're going there, get rid of the reels. I had a choice. Oh, Lord, you don't really mean that. And then I could just keep watching my reels. And I'm going to tell you right now, the prayer meeting that we had up there would not have been the same prayer meeting. And maybe we, maybe we would have slipped. Maybe something would have gone. I understand. I understand where we are. Delayed obedience. Please listen. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And God is speaking to you. You need to get praying if you want to see that. And it, please, it's not you're earning it. It's not earning it. It's understanding jurisdiction. It's understanding God and his kingdom and the God of this age and, and his, the God of this world. It's understanding he placed you in time and history. You take a stand and you pray God's word and God moves. You must understand theologically the importance of prayer. I've taught you on it over and over and over and over and over. We've had amazing breakthroughs. It seems that every obstacle has been crushed. But I know better. And I'm just going to sit there. You ever play that, what is that, that gopher, the gopher game? You know, with the bat? You know? You know, there you are. And you got all these little holes and you just wait for the bat. And a little gopher comes up, whack! That's, what, that's exactly what I'm like right now. Bam! Whack! Somebody say bam. Yeah. That's the way it is. He rears his ugly head. I'm crushing it with the heel of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Not going to stop. Not going to give up. Not going to cave in. Even after we get in. No matter what law comes, no matter what happens, we will press on to see the glory of God manifested. Can you say amen? amen. Can you give a better amen? Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.